Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host Trevor, and I uh, I do play other things besides World of Tanks. At least that's the rumor. <laughs> I'm I'm Jay, and I <laughs> I'm ready for this effing pandemic to be over. I've decided this is this is my profound thought of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Josh, and I'm at 42 percent of. The Destiny of the Sword, and I am so mad at Jay right now that I don't even know if I'll be able to finish recording this episode. Oh, What's, wow. What is this? Uh, it's three, it's right? the Reluctant Swordsman. Yeah, are you done already, Jay? Well, I'm not, I'm not really mad at you, He's read them all Jay. before. I couldn't stay mad at you. But yeah, there is I've a plot point times. occurring with the main character right now that is the height of treachery in my estimation. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably buy physical copies of these books and burn them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't think I do yet. I'll, well, you'll, you'll have to send me a text during the podcast or something. But interesting. I'm, I did not expect you to want to burn the book from <laughs> having read it. Uh, uh, I guess hyperbole aside of you, I guess, I guess we'll see if, if it resolves in a way that you like. It may. No, the truth is they're they're purely delightful. Like I still have the the whole slavery element. It, it's still like just I feel dirty for reading the book, and it's not like I've never read something like that in a book before. Uh, but I really have enjoyed them. They're. I mean, I, I I didn't read. I'm trying to think. I didn't read the second one quite as fast as I read the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But but I'm still blitzing through them. I, I fully expect. I is the fourth one still as good? Um, I rem, I remember being surprised that I enjoyed it because I expect it to fall short of the other ones. I'm I, I did, I'm assuming it's still not as good as the other three. I could be wrong on that. We'll see. That's I guess that's how old I am. I can't even remember how much I like liked. I do remember liking it. I don't know if I liked it as well as the other three. All right. I mean, I'm sure I will probably still finish reading it because I don't know that I have another series to move on to just yet. You know what I mean? I might sure. go back yeah. to the Wayfarer series because I was really quite enjoying that. So that would be a good palate cleanse to go from fantasy back to sci-fi. Uh, I can't remember real briefly, as long as we're talking about books quickly, did I already talk to you guys about a short, a shorter, I would almost call it a novella written by the author of a long way to a small angry planet. So she wrote a book called a Psalm for the wild built. And it is 
remarkable. It's it's very different than what I would have expected. And I finished it in the airport in Denver a few weeks ago. And I just it was one of those experiences that I put it down and I was like, that literally just made a difference in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just had like a such a, a nice message at the end of it. But it was quite a journey to get there, even though it's a short like I said, it's a short little book, but I just can't remember if I talked about it. A Psalm for the Wild Built. Really quite good. Uh, anything else new and exciting go on with you guys that we didn't uh, talk about in the pre-ramble? Mm, my so for those that don't know, we're we're currently recording on uh, this is the 13th of October, and it snowed about four inches uh, yesterday in our town. Um, maybe even more <laughs> up where Josh lives on the hill, um, but it certainly snowed quite a bit uh, where I live, which is not on the hill. And uh, my puppy uh, absolutely is both <laughs> confused and excited by this. <laughs> you did post some cute pictures of him. Yeah, he, um, for the first, um, well, the problem we ran into is that we, you know, he's, we, we're done with potty training at this point, but he is very trained to find and go on grass, right? Okay, yeah. Well, the lack of grass really threw him for a loop. <laughs> so, so that was a bit difficult for a minute um we eventually you know eventually the need overweighed the excitement of this white fluffy stuff that that tasted interesting uh i mean he he's eaten more than his weight in snow at this point in the, over the last 24 hours so which is very different from my previous pug who absolutely despised everything that even remotely resembled <laughs> snow so he so, was an older, wiser pug, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't, even when he was young, I don't really remember him liking snow or the cold. But maybe I just, I did have him for a long time. So maybe I'm just, you know, maybe my own memory is faulty at this point. I I am a little curious, Josh. I guess I, I mostly want to commiserate or, uh, I don't know, share in someone's suffering, but. It's 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 a little bit amusing to me the similarities that our spouses have sometimes, and uh, Brian has not taken the recent snowfall well. Uh, how how has the good doctor been doing? Uh, she was she's not been as angry as I thought. I mean, there was a brief like where are all the snow shovels phone call, you know that happened yesterday morning that I was nervous for just a, a very brief moment, but she's actually been okay. But, but I think only cause it's melting off. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, it's melting the, slowly for October. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's, yeah, I still skid on the ground and I don't approve. I mean, <laughs> part of my, my son has a playoff football game, uh, tonight. Um, and the forecast is for like 37 degrees, I believe. I'm I fear for these children to have to go out Yikes, and play football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian and I were. It's the thing that was weird is that it was. It seemed like it went from like hot to cold on turned on a dime. And Brian and I were were walking the river twice a day, and uh, now we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's. And and tune into the pre-ramble to hear the story, the saga of treadmill, uh, why treadmill cannot, apocalypse. Yeah, why I cannot walk on my treadmill right now. 
Um, I guess the news from from Discount Games Inc. Check out. Uh, uh, we, we have listings active for the Black Templar Army Box from Games Workshop. You can go get that, and uh, that will be fantastic. Um, I, I guess one something that's been in the works for a while that I've signed the papers on and um, can let people know about that's some exciting personal news is um, Nigel has has purchased um, the, the ownership stake that I had in, in Muson Minis from me and he's partnering up with Creature Caster which is the um, the business that bought Judgment um, is one of the things that they've been doing um, and so they're going to be working together, doing some cool things, and I'm I'm super excited for those guys. So that is a, a little bit of personal news of, of stuff that was going on. That's exciting. Slash super inside baseballs. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, any you guys have anything before we we move into grading? What if? Um, I am I the only host so far that has watched foundation i'm just really curious to know briefly no i've watched every episode that's been released so far. oh you have okay then give me your initial reaction so i guess on the one hand <laughs> it's obvious that they spent like a ton of money on it and it's like a visually stunning show yes okay okay um so far they they have one of the changes they made from the book I think is fairly interesting and I, I think I like it. So, you know, in basically in the TV show, one of the main characters, three of the main characters are essentially uh, the clones of the emperor that are ruling the empire. There will be three clones of the emperor at a time one that's old young middle-aged and old yeah yeah and so those characters are actually pretty pretty interesting i would say agreed um so i like that change um like there's i guess my only complaint with it is that sometimes and i don't know if it's like where they decide to end their episodes or what but like sometimes the storytelling is a little bit harder to follow than I would like. Mm, okay. I was going to say slow. That's that could. Okay. I yeah, feel like it is too slow. Like the, yeah. as a matter of fact, the pilot was, I feel has been the strongest episode so far. There's uh, so <laughs> this is, this isn't going to, this will probably turn some people off. Uh, but there were some points in 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 the show where I had kind of flashbacks of like um, 2001: A Space Odyssey or the Star okay. Trek the Star Trek One movie where okay sure where you're yeah, like okay. okay I'm watching something that is visually very impressive but it is moving <laughs> at a very slow pace. <laughs> So let me let me ask you guys something. Do the books not move at a similar slow pace? I 
So I don't think it's fair for me to answer that question. I've been thinking to myself, should I go back and read them? Because I just have this fuzzy adolescent memory of the Mm -hmm. Foundation series now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember thinking they were fascinating. I remember enjoying reading them. But I just, I don't remember the pace of the story. I don't. I don't think that it had the pacing issues that the show Yeah, what, what I think is that, what I remember from the books is that in some ways, the same way that Harry Seldon's psychohistory, you know, sort of predicts what large masses of humanity will do, the, the books almost sort of move at that level of viewpoint, right? And they don't go down to these, like, individual characters who frankly get boring if you don't hurry up with their story. You know what I mean? Well, or... A lot, on on a lot of the characters, you'll have like a flash of their story that will go on for a little bit, but then it skips forward in the timeline and, and you don't see the characters again. And so it's tough to feel connected to them because yeah, like so far so far, Empire is probably the characters you feel most connected to, right? The three clones or whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not saying that is necessarily a good thing. I I, I do think that th- those characters are very well done. Like uh, yeah, and I was the actor. I was also. I was I was super excited when I heard the actor that they picked to play Harry Seldon. And yeah. I've wanted more of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and they could be they, that's why the pilot's the best episode so far. Yeah, yeah. So I I have not watched any of them, um, mostly because every time I log into the Apple Plus TV app or whatever, um, it it generally prompts me to watch Ted Lasso, which I do, um, you know, post haste. Yes, like an uh, obedient Apple TV Plus subscriber should do. Correct. And now that I'm done with season two, I'll probably cancel um, Apple <laughs> TV. Um, so I've not read the books. I don't really have any tie to it. And I have a mental block knowing that something is being based so strongly off of a book that has been out for such a long time that I, I almost want to read the books instead. I know you guys have said that's not necessary. You don't need to do that. Um, but it's just one of those things. It's hard for me to, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to get past that. Sure. No, I get it. And now, now what I'm hearing is maybe I should skip the TV show altogether and just read the book. Yeah, I mean, it feels to me like, again, my fuzzy adolescent memory, you might enjoy the pacing of the books more than you would the show. And and to Jay's point, the show is visually stunning. It has some incredible scenes yes. in it. Like, So what's funny is I tolerate slow pacing in movies way way more than i tolerate it in books and i don't know why oh great, <laughs> great. <laughs> like uh, t- 2001 is one of my favorite movies i i don't mind slow paced movies for the most part well then maybe you'll love the show like you know maybe jay and i's conversation again i'm gonna finish watching it because i i, I don't because i hate myself i don't know like <laughs> oh i'm i'm 100 going to finish finish it that's not in question like, here's the thing is, like, do you remember last year I was watching that, like, German time travel story called Dark? Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I did. I, that one was paced slow enough. And okay. So I Dark, didn't continue watching it. Dark makes Foundation look like the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so, so clearly I can tolerate some pacing. So, I, you know, 
they're they're nowhere near that level of sin. I didn't finish Dark. I finally just couldn't anymore. Yeah, I I, uh, I was starting to like have an existential crisis just from the opening scene, you know. So you said that Dark is was better or worse paced than Foundation. It's worse. It's worse. Okay. It's so slow. It's so okay. like it's like Robert Jordan wrote the screenplay. um i guess a few (laughs) quick tv updates before we get to what if have we all finished season two of ted lasso i haven't finished it yet no what why why was i watching foundation instead of ted lasso yesterday (laughs) what's wrong with me no idea you were you were i don't know i think the app let me down i think that's what happened i don't think Uh, that's fair well i mean there was i i did have a lot of excitement for foundation so, yeah. Is there how many episodes are in Ted Lasso well, season two? Okay, so I I'm just one episode behind then. Oh, okay. So well, I'll, yeah. I, I I would like to have uh, maybe we'll do it in a pre ramble at some point, but I would like to have a discussion of of Ted Lasso season two. Okay. I realize that that's not necessarily the nerdy uh, show; it's more of a pop show at this point, popular show. But I we're, not, we're on board as along with, along with everyone else, so. I realized the other day that I have like this huge backlog of TV shows that I want to watch. And so part of my plan was that I was going to start walking mm, on the treadmill. On your treadmill. <laughs> a bunch of TV and that didn't happen. So now I'm just laying in bed watching TV. Uh, <laughs> but I've been, there's a, a quick recommend that uh, isn't going to hit for either of you two, but for listeners in general, I guess. So two years ago, uh, their Netflix did a TV show. Mike Flanagan made it. Uh, it's called The Haunting of Hill House. It's ten episodes. Really good. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a quick discussion about this. Go ahead. Horror show. Mm-hmm. And then last year, the same guy put out another horror show, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. I waited to watch it until Brian with Brian. And Brian never got interested, so I haven't watched it yet. And then this year he put out Midnight Mass. And I just barely watched that this last weekend. It's, I think, seven episodes. And uh, it was it was a little bit more of like a religious psychological thriller than a horror show. Um, I thought it was really, really good. Um, the, so I finished that this last weekend. I just finished Haunting of Hill House, House last night, and I'm going to start uh, Blind Manor tonight. So excited for that. So real quickly, Jay, tell me why would the Haunting of Hill House not hit with me? Oh, I, I assumed that you were just like Trevor and don't like horror. Uh, I don't like gore. Oh, it's and, not gory. Yeah, and I had always get bit, sort of had the impression about Haunting of uh, how Hill House that it was very psychological, but I it came out right when like Han was in the hospital years ago and sure and it I just kind of got like a bad mental association with it and and somebody had told me like they're like you should watch this but you should not watch it at this stage of your life basically so um, it's still on my list and I definitely want to want to watch it if, but yeah if you're interested I would highly recommend it because i think that it's super clever in a lot of things that it does it will like kind of it'll switch point of view episode from episode from different members in the family Mm -hmm. and 
uh, some of some of the family members have different supernatural abilities or oh okay etc and or the way they experience things is a little bit different and so um it uh super super well done in my opinion all right i'll i'll raise it on the list because cool. i was just thinking last night i'm like what am i gonna watch now that ted lasso's almost done um not that i don't have plenty I've, of stuff to watch like i should yeah. be watching visions right now another I'm, another one i'm currently I, in the hang up of waiting for my family like a dummy i another some other examples of stuff on my list uh i'm, I'm i want to watch season two of lego masters um i want to watch why the last man have have you been watching that trevor um no mostly because we've got so much on our plate that i just i haven't and um the biggest reason is my wife she never read all of it originally i recommended it i bought them um you know at the time we all read them at the kind of the same time and she was in that same sort of thing and she i don't remember what happened and she doesn't remember what happened but for whatever reason she only read a few issues and then she stopped and so she's she's gonna go back and read them um, and so we're kind of waiting on her at this point. I've also been kind of waiting on it until it was close to. Yeah, that's the other problem. I don't really want to jump in, find out that I absolutely love it and be like, oh, crap. Now, we're, you know, we're, we're six episodes in and, and we've got six more weeks to go before it's the season is over or whatever. I just don't like that. So although I have done that with Ted Lasso this year. Yeah. Um. All right. So. We are going to grade what if uh, today. Um, I guess what uh, real quick what what are your guys's thoughts on that show? So, a couple of things. The first thing is it was a little darker than I expected it to be, and that's okay. I don't <laughs> mind them exploring the dark, darker ideas. You know, in a what would have happened if if you know. Things didn't go the way they should have. Um, but there were times where it felt unmarvel-like, I guess. Un-MCU-like. More. I, Marvel can mm. get dark in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sure. Um, but the, the MCU has done a very good job of staying somewhat upbeat and positive um, And I don't want to call it family-friendly because it's not always that. But it's, it's definitely... Um, one of those things that when when things get a little more adult, it's at least something that I feel like I can have that conversation with my children. So, um, and I I traditionally I'm the dark guy. Give me the dark stuff. I want you know dark brooding uh, antiheroes as my bread and butter. But it, so maybe that caught me a little off guard. But it didn't bother me all that much. But it was very notable. Um, and then the other thing I was going to save until the end, and maybe I still should. But I, I want to hear your guys' opinion about how much, if any, this will affect the MCU. Oh, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I actually agree a lot with your concerns, Trevor. Like, I I loved the whole first season. I, I loved the way the episodes tied together. Um, you know, I had a couple that were I didn't like as many as much as the others. But in general, just, you know, I, I enjoyed them a ton. But, yeah, I... I kind of foolishly wandered into watching them with my family and <laughs> I'm worried now that episode four is the last episode that my family will watch or, you know, my, my rogue 14 year old will go off and finish watching them when her grades are not atrocious. And, uh, but I don't think my eight, 
I mean, that's the thing. I like, I watched it with my eight year old and you know, you made, we had a pretty good discussion about it in the discord Trevor, I thought, but like you made the comment about, you know, usually a lot of stuff just kind of bounces off kids, you know? Yeah, and I noticed it somewhat because when I was a kid, I remember watching shows that had these sort of heavy topics and then rewatching them as an adult and going, Holy crap. I missed a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I noticed uh, it with my kids as well, that they just don't seem to pick up on some of those cues. And he, you know, the thing is, is like my, my eight year old is not as fearful as my, well, he would be 12 now, but like uh, he, our other son was super fearful. <laughs> and I realize now that like, he would have had nightmares from episode four big time. Mm. And my eight year old didn't, you know, so I think that's just a personality difference, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, especially because of some of the themes that were in that episode that my wife is like, I I just don't know if like, I, I, first of all, I'm not sure if the kids will suggest it again, you know, cause they're like, dad, can we watch this tonight? Can we watch what if tonight? I'm like, absolutely. You know? And then I'm like, Oh crap. (laughs) And I, I'm an idiot because I had even I had abandoned my family and I'd gone in and watched the whole s- s- series or season, you know, and uh, and then we're we're booting up episode four and I'm like, this one's kind of grim. And then my wife looks over about halfway through the episode when you're in the the nightmare Groundhog Day section of the episode, right? And she's like, this is pretty dark. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is the first two episodes are actually quite upbeat. And then the third True. one start, starts to move that direction. And then clearly there is a very tonal shift in the fourth one, which it maintains throughout the rest of the series. I mean, I feel like it bottoms out at four. Yeah, like, that's fair. That's it, fair. But it starts to climb back up, you know, but then maybe a little, but it certainly doesn't go back to the same heights at which the first two episodes are. The second one is, is has a lot of, uh, you know, brevity and humor in it, and the first one is very upbeat. The second one surprised the it surprised the heck out of me, honestly. Like how much I enjoyed it, number one, but also just some of what they did with it. But yeah, I, I agree. Like those two felt much more upbeat, and and in in a way they kind of sucked me in. Like like oh, this will be fun to watch with the family because the animation is like so bright and and clean and colorful, you know, and uh. Yeah. So, so I guess my take on it is that it's probably, so first off, I'm glad it exists. I enjoyed watching them, but it was probably my least favorite of all of the Disney plus MCU shows. Oh, wow. Okay. And part of that, and I've thought about why and the the first one is um, some of it is like some of the characters I just don't really care that much about. Um, as one example, give me an example. Agent Carter, like oh, well, now you're dead to my daughters, but okay. Yeah, I mean I understand. Like I'm a monster. <laughs> you know, whatever. I thought you'd say Killmonger, but you know that's uh, probably I'm, mine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and. I think the other reason was that I guess I've had this sense where I have um, become invested in the MCU as a whole. And so I went into this thinking that, um, and and I guess this is going to get a little bit into 
Trevor's question. Trevor's question. Yeah. You know, I, I went into this thinking this is not really going to have any relation to the MCU. These are just, you know, fun little what if things, which, you know, that's cool, but it. And they also felt that originally the first few episodes, that's yes. the way it felt. Yes, exactly. And so, um, so I, you know, it, it, it made me, I guess, not feel as invested in the show. Um, and now you get to the end and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I was wrong <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Well, I don't so yeah, I mean, I'll just say my answer to that question and that comment, I think in the end it does tie, um, yeah. and it will have some echoes or some effect, you know, Trevor. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting cause if I were to rank the, can we say, are we ranking four Disney plus MCU shows now? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would put this below WandaVision and, and just above Loki. Oh me. my heavens, Josh. I know, I know, I know. It might be recency. Like I could okay. I can understand people saying that they like this better than Falcon and Winter Soldier, but that's like a dagger to my heart that <laughs> you're saying that about Loki. I got to saw I got to see multiple pieces of the multiverse with the what if series, and Loki I only got to see, you know. The Loki view of the multiverse. That's all. What What about you, Trevor? So um, I feel like the the character that you meet in are, are we are we now to the spoiler part of the? Can I can I talk okay, about actually? Yeah, sure. yeah. Let's do spoiler point. tag. All right, and then we'll grade. Are we going to grade after the spoiler tag? Maybe we should grade first, and then we can do that if you'd rather. You know, so they okay. can. Continue, they can continue listening through their grading and then and then you know if you want to stick around for the spoilers we can discuss it because i'm going to get into spoilers in my uh feelings about it okay okay let's grade fast then so design so i'm not a huge fan of the art style that they chose um okay it's okay it's it's not bad i i think that um it, you know it, it is what it is i guess but it, it's not i have i have a few issues with it i guess it feels almost like they digitized actors and maybe that's what they're going for. But there's times when it just, it feels odd or out of place, I guess maybe. So it it sort of varied between episodes. So, and that's a problem for me um, where it wasn't, it didn't feel completely consistent to me, but there are times when it's extremely beautiful and really well done. And there are other times when I, um, I'm not being pulled in, um, to the story because I'm being blasted with um, a style of art that I don't like. Okay. It, so that, that's my personal thing. I think one of the issues that I have with the design as well, and it's not that this is poorly designed. It's exactly what they were intending to do. <laughs> it's just, I guess my own hang up. But if you take, for example, uh, episode seven, what if, Thor were an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, the character Thor in the first Thor movie isn't one that I like all that much. Sure. And, uh, you know, when I go back and watch Thor, the first Thor movie now, I like it more than when it first came out because, you, you know, know, his whole, his I whole art, his right? character art. Yeah. Right. Et cetera. And so there were, you know, the the Thor in What If Thor Were an Only Child, you know, wasn't really a version of Thor that I particularly like. And there were, 
you know, that happened throughout the episodes where the characters that you fell in love with are not the characters that you're watching on the show. And, and again, that is working as intended, but it's also not what I fall in love with. So I, I don't know. Yeah, so I, it sounds like I'm the one who probably most enjoyed the art style. And again, that is just kind of a personal preference, I think. I did like just how bright it I is. Like I think that, yeah, I think that's an old man thing, right? Like, I want colors. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> want to watch a DC movie, okay? Because <laughs> I want color. And I think they they did a remarkable job of them tying together with one notable exception i understand there's an episode that got moved to season two that appears in episode nine that is sort of like what just happened a little bit you know like you get introduced to a character that you have no you don't know anything about them hardly at all um and so you know i ding them a little bit for that um and and i don't know that i can like ding them for it being as dark as this i mean because really what if is basically marvel mcu twilight zone you know and it's pretty well delivered for that and like there's horror and and sort of psychological psychologically damaging elements and stuff and it's just so it's my fault that i kind of walked my family into that without really thinking about it i guess because the other thing that's weird too is like it could have gone it didn't have to go that way and it's it's not bad that they did but again right with the first two episodes you would not have assumed that it was going to go that way. Exactly. Co- right, correct. Yeah. And some of us, unlike Josh, who had seen them before, I hadn't. I had no idea that we were going that dark before we hit it. Right. With you your know, family. And I, right. And yeah, my family's sitting right there, and I, I'm sitting down to watch the Disney Plus uh, Marvel <laughs> weekly show. Hey, let's go watch Captain Carter. Woo! Oh, hey, there's <laughs> zombies and 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 Scott Lang's head in a jar and spoilers. Well, what's crazy is like WandaVision had like dealt with some pretty heavy themes but i didn't feel it as much in wandavision i don't know like yeah 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 there so, were definitely heavy themes in wandavision so yeah. i guess overall i i feel like i'm i'm gonna give it a lower grade than i expect i'm gonna give it a six on design i feel i feel like i should have done a seven but jay has like traumatized me against sevens and so now <laughs> there's gonna be an episode of what if called someday called what if josh actually graded with could seven. grade a seven I'll go seven just because I think it's, I still think it is a quality product. I still enjoy it a lot. It's just in comparison to the other MCU stuff that it doesn't shine as well for me. Um, I do love, I do love the version of strange in this, but I also like Dr. Strange. So, right. I, I dislike Dr. Strange. I actually like the Dr. Strange in, in episode four and especially Mm -hmm. in episode nine, um, better. That's yeah. strange, Doctor Strange. I like strange that. supreme. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my biggest issue here is actually, and it's by design, is the tonal shifts um, between episode and episode. And I originally foolishly thought that they weren't going to be connected in any way, and that didn't bother me as much as it did when I got to the end and found out these tonal shifts are are just what they are. I mean, they're 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 not necessarily, you know, this is an overarching story. There's more to it than just one episode. And that that's when it started to bother me that the humor that was in episode two versus the uh, darkness that's in episode four or eight um, was all the same product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I guess 
and so originally when I was watching them, I, I was okay with one, you know, seeing one one week and being like, eh, I didn't care for that one. That's okay. You know, I'll watch the one next week because maybe I'll like it better because right. that, that's kind of the ups and downs I went every week. And then right. when I started realizing that, hey, these are not separate, they are together in a way, I was like, ah, crap. Now it's a lot harder for me to judge it as I enjoyed this episode, but this episode didn't hit for me because now I've got to look at it as a the whole show. So I guess, yeah, I'm probably going to be, there was episodes that I felt like were eights or nines and there's episodes that I thought were fours and fives. And so I'm guess I'm in the, the whole thing's kind of a six range. Okay. All right, let's do time management. So I actually, I'm going to give this a pretty high grade. I feel like it's very, like you get a great little story encapsulated in not very long of an episode. The, the only reason I'm not going to take it all the way to a nine is that I feel like sometimes, like, you, buckle your seatbelt. Like, you are getting sucked through a story at, yeah, uh, some of the stories were you know, forced a little bit. cosmic speeds. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I, I overall, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm, I'll just agree. I'll agree. I, yeah. Yeah, I think that okay. were, they were right. well timed. And they do a great job of telling a story encapsulated in, you know, yeah, in less, in that less little, than an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, repeatability well so i'm now watching every episode at least twice which for me is a heavy praise right (laughs) there are some that are definitely more repeatable than others yeah the the fact that you're watching it twice means that it's obviously a 10 yeah exactly (laughs) i do uh i am interested in going back and re-watching them now that i have a little bit better understanding of what the story arc is going to be like. You mean the fact that they're tied together kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I actually agree that I might go back and rewatch them where I probably won't go back and rewatch the other series, except for maybe Loki. Um, just cause I, I really enjoy the time travel thing, but this is sort of also up that same alley. And so there are generally in well done time travel style themes. There's usually tidbits and things placed throughout uh, that are intended for you to miss the first time. So I'll, I'll probably go back just to look for those. Okay. Uh, what's the next topic? Fun. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure fun. It you know is what? the adjective I'd use for this. Well, again, it's like Trevor had said, there's like a, there's sort of an inconsistency. Like yeah. one is pretty fun. Two is very fun. Five, even though it's a zombie, you know, and I'm even it though it's a zombie a of, show, it's pre, it's pretty fun still. You know, yeah, it has it has um some almost what I would call inappropriate humor. You yeah, know, d- dark yeah. black humor, dark humor, whatever you want to call it, that that, right. that comes in in that episode. Uh, that felt a little bit different or odd. And then, um, I would say at least the majority of seven is very upbeat. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Um, I give it, I, I'm going to go with the seven for fun for me, I think. That's fine. <laughs> One of the things that's fun for me on this is like, and maybe I should save this for audience, but again, my eight year old, the poor kid's not seeing any MCU shows. He, he has, huh. this is his only exposure to the MCU, right? So like, is he, he never, a Marvel exposure elsewhere? Not well, spectacular Spider-Man. So my kids got tons of Marvel from. Uh, Lego Marvel, um, the Lego video Marvel game? superheroes, the video game one and two. Okay. And and in that you get you actually get to know a lot of. I mean they 
they, while have never read a comic, they recognize a lot of characters that the even the average Marvel comic reader wouldn't catch because those games had like 400 to 500 Marvel characters. And a lot of them, there was a ton of content in those two games that allowed you to learn some about the, each of those characters. Mm, and so my boys especially know a ton of Marvel characters, far more than I do. That's um, funny. From those two games. So I was just yeah. wondering if you played anything like that. No, he hasn't really. Like I said, he his, he and his sisters have watched a lot of Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm. But he but he would have been pretty young even for that, you know. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But uh, anyway, I, I'm yeah. One of the things I struggle with is is Deadpool plays a really major role in Marvel superhero Lego Marvel superheroes one. Oh my gosh. And and you have to you have to find all of the red bricks to unlock him even as a playable character, but he sort of acts like the fourth wall breaking narrator throughout the entire game. And so for them, they absolutely love Deadpool, and and so the idea that they can't watch Deadpool the movie is sort of it's it's like they expect me to someday say yeah. And let me be straight, I don't think I ever want my children to watch that movie. Uh, that is <laughs> that is my hypocrisy of the moment right now. Wow, yeah, I'm surprised by that honestly. Like you're saying. When they're full-grown adults, they can do it then, huh? Uh, I, I hope they don't tell me about it. How's that? <laughs> I just want to keep want to keep in my mind that my children have never watched such a thing. Oh, so you want to be like uh, you want to be like me and not find out that your 14-year-old has already watched half of Squid no, Games? No, no, no. I want I don't want to find out my 30-year-old has watched Squid Games. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'm telling you, this is maximum hypocrisy. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they absolutely loved it because of of, of the legos yeah. that's and funny he, he honestly he's quite funny in the lego super marvel super uh, doesn't surprise me i understand but... what they enjoy you know how do i how do i you know when they turn 16 and they say dad i'd really like to watch you know deadpool how do i say what do i say about it? it's okay for me son but it's not it's not okay for you good luck with that good <laughs> yeah. luck with that yeah anyway so yeah so my my kids know a lot of these characters or all of them. Yeah, right. Uh, overall, I I'll still go with the seven. I'm gonna actually go with the seven too. We are in an alternate universe. I'm using the seven a ton. <laughs> so uh, my maybe this is odd to say, but my actually my enjoyment went up when I realized they were all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, oh yeah, same, same. Yeah, knowing that there was that they weren't just one-offs and that there was a a major plot going on uh that I, that they were all connected to um was made me view it in a different light and made me wish I'd known that from the start. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I still wouldn't I wouldn't mind a season of it. I that's the thing like I feel like I'm not giving it a good enough grade, but like I want to see more I want more seasons of this. Like I think it's great, you know. Um, and I would even mind a season that was not all tied together, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it would be hard to keep up with to tie them all together for forever. Over and over again, right? Yeah. yeah. I Okay, I, let's let's go ahead and do the spoilers tag, and we can talk about spoilers. All right. Uh, so turn off. Um, I mean, I, I am kind of curious. It, the, the most obvious tie-in, obviously, is that we're about to have a multiverse movie with multiverse in the title and so and it does 
seem quite plausible that there's going to be MCU tie-ins. Um, yeah, I, you know, originally watching it, I, I thought that, that it was just going to be for fun, but then, um, I, at the end of episode seven, it dawned on me that, that I'm like, oh gosh, this is not one-offs. This is potentially something tied in. And it hit me almost immediately that this could be tied into that. We could see the return of dark strange. Right. Uh, in the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if, if if uh dark strange or our strange has like even a a five second conversation with captain carter on the big screen my daughters will they will what's the reverse <laughs> of riot you know like they will be like football fans lose their mind the stadium out of joy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me that seems unlikely I, I think the only characters you'd probably i think there's there's several characters you might see that that come over one of them is dark strange the other one is the Watcher. Sure. Um, and I honestly, I think that might be it. You you don't think that we're going to see the return of Black Widow through this? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You don't think that's the universe that he dropped her off in at the end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I think the other possibility is Killmonger. What? Mm. Okay, big spoiler. How? Like. Are you saying you think he be, he breaks out of whatever he's stuck yes. trapped in with Ultron for real? Yeah, man, I will pee my pants if that happens. Uh, out of I, fear, I mean, like, I I am all on board with having more uh, Michael B. Jordan in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. I, I think I think that it's quite possible. Yes, yeah, maybe even that. maybe even not that Killmonger, but just a different Killmonger. I I could see it. I'm just huh. saying those are those oh, are the ones that to me are most likely to come back. And the one that I think is, is almost, gosh, it almost feels certain to me at this point is dark strange. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know, will Galactus make it to the big screen? I mean, I did love his brief appearance in, is it in eight or nine? It's in eight, isn't he? When like the no, watchers running from Ultron. No, that is Ultron. He's running from, I I know, no, but the, there's a moment where they like fly through, Galactus taking a bite of a galaxy or something. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. I I think that he'll eventually show up, but I just don't think it's going to be during phase whatever Four. the next few phases. Yeah. Are. No. So I don't until think so. until they've defeated um the Celestials. Uh, I just forgot his name. Yeah, I did too. The the villain from Loki. Yeah, the villain from Loki. Until he's okay. defeated. Oh yeah, yeah. I, don't, sure. yeah. I don't think that Galactus is going to show up until Kang is gone. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think there's. There could enough. be teases. The screen is not big enough for the two of you. I just realized something. There's nowhere. Is there anywhere in What If that Kang appears? No, not that I recall. Interesting. I huh. did one. One thing I did appreciate about it is the episode where, um, like it looks like the universe is going to be doomed because, once again, Hawkeye is being Hawkeye. <laughs> you're talking about episode eight right <laughs> yeah 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 geez do you even hate him when he's not jeremy renner huh it's true i i i did like that uh hawkeye was more handsome as a uh illustration yeah which makes, <laughs> which makes sense well the bar's pretty low for you on that one yeah I think, so it, it was unfortunate that uh i granted it's not surprising that you uh, can't capture the magic of Chris Hemsworth in uh, 
through animation, but he was. Boy, that is true, right? That is so true. (laughs) Yeah. Weirdly. There was a big gap. And the same thing with, uh, let let us all just be grateful that uh, Tom Hiddleston is never forced to portray uh, Frost Giant uh, Loki. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, what a waste of his uh, smoldering good looks, too. Jeez. What, what were what were the spoiler things you were wanting to talk about, Trevor? Um, it was mostly how, how likely this is going to be to oh. uh, influence major plot points, which we've already talked about. Um, beyond that, um, I, I guess the thing that I the other thing I want to talk about was favorite episodes and least favorite episodes. Do you guys do okay. you guys have a favorite episode? Um, hmm. Gosh, dang it! And it's got to be. Probably uh, the fourth one with Doctor Strange. For your, that's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're dark. You are dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> uh, me, it's probably a toss up between What If Zombies and What If Captain Carter for favorite. Um, okay. Again, influenced by my children, I think. And honestly, I think <laughs> I think What If Thor might were an only child might be my least favorite. That or Killmonger. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't enjoy those are the ones I enjoyed the least, right? Okay. I mean, Doctor Strange should be my least favorite since I think it might have made made <laughs> me not able to watch the rest of the series with my family. But I need somebody out there who's watched Star Wars Visions to tell me if I'm safe to watch that with my family at this point. Has anybody watched that yet? I've watched the first I'm three episodes. Through. I'm yeah, through the first five. I guess I better just break down and watch them so I can. I don't even trust myself to judge anymore though. Um, I would say for the most part that you're probably safe through the first five. I'm not fit to be a parent of young children anymore. I'm too tired to make good judgment calls. uh, Of the first five, and I'm I'm sort of doing this off the top of my head, so forgive me if I'm incorrect here, but it feels like the the most adult of them is the very first one. Yeah, which is about like a Sith Ronin, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if you'd call him Sith. Um, A former. Right. I, I'm just saying the the book jacket calls him a former Sith, I think. So, mm, sure. Well, let's hear your favorites and least favorite, Trevor. I, I didn't mean to get us off on a tangent. Too you're, bad. you're fine. Um, So my you know, what? I never realized how badly I wanted a post-apocalyptic MCU film until episode eight. Um, okay. so episode eight was probably my favorite. Um, I do love me some uh, post-apocalyptic setting. And, um, you know, that just really hit on all cylinders for me. Um, and I, I would rather have just kept that going than, than what they happened and moved on to episode nine, which was okay. Mm. It, yeah. It wasn't as interesting to me as episode eight. Um, my I least think part favorite, of what's amazing about episode eight. Oh, go ahead. Least favorite. Least favorite is actually probably episode two. Mm. I just, That's I did, didn't, didn't care for T'Challa being star Lord. I didn't care for, I felt like the the heist plot was super telegraphed and very cash like just phoned in. It was like it wasn't all that interesting. It didn't. There was nothing there the surprise or made interesting. Nothing. But that Trevor made redeemed a great Thanos. Redeemed Thanos was amazing. <laughs> I actually didn't think it was amazing at all. In fact, I thought it was kind fine. Of fine. It, it did not. It did not hit for me at all. I I didn't find it funny. I didn't. There was very little about it that I enjoyed. I have one minor complaint about episode nine, and I want to see what you guys think of this, but I felt like they wasted the 
end points of some of the episodes in episode nine. Like all of a sudden, you know, the the whole potential second episode of the Killmonger episode was just like resolved. Right. And the same thing with like, I think the same thing happened with the end of the T'Challa one. Cause like, uh, you know, the, the whole, the whole ego could blow things up with Peter Quill not being star Lord. Like they just, you know, like two seconds re- resolve that. Like, and there's one other that they kind of spent, I guess the zombie one, you know, like the way the zombie one ended where the watchers like humans will, they will persevere even if it means the destruction of everything. And it shows like zombie Thanos. I'm like, Oh man, season two of what if zombies is going to be amazing. Nope. It's going to be over in three seconds during episode nine. Mm-hmm. Is there, that a fair I, yeah, it's a fair complaint. All right. Yeah. And that is the truth about what if sort of scenarios is anytime you do one of those, you're throwing a whole lot into the pot that may or may not be resolved um, of the original plot that was, you know, carefully written out. And then you're going off onto this other tangent and you may or may not. It's one of those things that happens all the time when you're trying to run an RPG for player characters. I, okay. I don't you know. Sure. I, as, a, as someone who's ran a lot of campaigns, one of my most frustrating things is when the PCs run off of the, the railroad tracks and I have to make something up on the spot. And I do, and immediately, or there, you know, within the next few uh, sessions, the characters start picking a hole holes in my what if scenario that happened yeah. at the table. <laughs> no, and what I they create... care most about is the Boblin, the Goblin that you just made up on the fly, right? Right. You know, I'm I created a what if scenario in an instant without thinking <laughs> of the ramifications, and I've got seven people sitting at the table all thinking about the ramifications simultaneously, and they're gonna that as a collaborative they're going to come up with my plot holes quicker than i am at that and, point don't you just make them wake up and oh it was a dream don't you just do the <laughs> oh it was a dream maneuver um i would love to and be like you're back on my plot rails you're back you're back on the railroad <laughs> you little sons of guns well, yeah but that doesn't necessarily work but yeah i mean that's essentially what's happening here is you know there's a there's a there's a point where it goes off the rails and sometimes the writers don't necessarily think of all the ramifications because they're trying to write their own story, not necessarily fix or change the story that was originally told. So right. sometimes there's these little plot holes that you see or find that seem odd to you. So. I would say I'm not sure if the uh, Agent Carter or the Thor is an only child episodes were my least favorite. Mm, but probably one of those I make make it Thor so I can feel uh, okay. not alone. Okay. Um, I also didn't care for the Thor as an only child either. Maybe it's because I am an only child, but I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't see. It felt like we're going to use this as an excuse to make him the way he already was is not an only child, but make it ramp it up. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I I guess I just didn't see it or didn't feel it. It just, it seemed a little forced. So, all right. Well, uh, next week we're going to be grading, well, or the week after, we're going to be grading what if so, or sorry, Star Wars Visions. So, uh, watch that if you haven't yet. I'm, it's, I would say my review so far is that it is much more uneven than. <laughs> yes. Yes. The difference between the first episode and the second episode is such a stark contrast. Yes. That it's it's a little bit hard to swallow. 
You're oh. talking about the visions, the the, yes. the contrast. Yes. Oh, you know what's gonna blow me away is when we get to episode eight and nine of, of visions and realize that it does have an overarching plot, just like this. Ah. <laughs> no, it won't. But it won't. Uh, uh, yeah, Trevor, I the watch... overarching plot is that the force will be with you always. Okay. Here's <laughs> real quick. Here's my uh, sad uh, story. Is I watched episode one on my own which I think was fantastic, amazing. And then two and three, I watched with Brian while we were like eating dinner. And he was like, uh, are we done here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. The second one is, um, it's easily my least favorite thus far, thus far. So spoiler alert for next week's episode. Spoilers. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't even feel like Star Wars, to be fair. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's so far out there. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know what you guys thought of What If.